0: It's time for the Katie's Tech Podcast. My name is Jason Johnson, and this is episode 20, recorded July 1st, 2014. This is the show where I go over the news stories of the day, usually technology-related, to catch my eye. They may not be the biggest news stories or the most popular, just the ones that I find most interesting. So let's kind of get into what we had in the news today. We're still kind of looking at a slow news period. I guess we're kind of still in the middle of the summer. We've got... All the conferences have wound down, and now everybody's just kind of sitting back and waiting for the July 4th holiday weekend to kind of come up and hit us. But a little more Apple news. Apple announced today several new manufacturers and partners, is kind of how they're calling them, partners, for their CarPlay system. And CarPlay is Apple's in-car integration. So you get in your car, you plug your iPhone in and your iPhone just shows like a paired display on the screen. You don't actually interact with the phone anymore. You do all your interaction through a large button interface on the screen in your car. These are either integrated through the built-in car audio system, basically a higher-end radio, or there are a couple aftermarket. Alpine and Pioneer have, have said they're going to be building... Systems that you can add to an aftermarket install of a be- in any existing vehicle, so you do have those options. There are four current models that are being produced by Pioneer that are going to be upgradable to support CarPlay, and there'll probably be more coming out in the future that ship with CarPlay built in. And then Alpine said they're going to be releasing in the future, which will be this fall, some. Models that are actually made specifically for CarPlay, but what they're announcing today is that they're expanding the number of partners, which are car manufacturers that are going to have the CarPlay built in. And so, Fiat Chrysler and Mazda were the two that were added today, and this is added to an existing group of um, Chrysler. You know that includes the Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, Alfa Romeo, and. Mazda, which is being added to Ford, Audi, and several other manufacturers that were already lined up. So they're getting quite a number of car manufacturers who are going to ship with CarPlay built in. And this is in direct competition with the Android Auto that Google announced at at last week's Google I.O. So it'll be interesting to see which car manufacturers side with which technology manufacturer. I think Google, or excuse me, I think Apple has a pretty good head start over Google, so it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Well, it sounds like Apple's building a pretty good selection, and as an iPhone user, I'm looking forward to being able to pick up an aftermarket radio with this built-in. Although, i got to be honest, the ones that are out right now are pretty pricey. The lowest-end Pioneer that says it will support CarPlay in the future is $700. So, that may price me out of it. I may just have to go with Bluetooth pairing or something and be able to integrate in my car. I may not be able to get CarPlay because that's pretty pricey. But if you're in the market for a new car and you'll be looking this fall when they start shipping, you know that may be a feature you want to look for and negotiate for is the CarPlay integration. A follow-up to last week's Aereo story, or earlier this week's Aereo story. No, I believe it was into last week. A follow-up to last week's Aereo story, um, the CEO of Aereo is calling on their fans of the Aereo product to contact their elected officials and I guess pitch, get them to, to lobby for Aereo. I'm not really sure at this point what good that's going to do. This is the case that the Supreme Court ruled on last week where ruling that Aereo was basically had to follow the same rules as a cable company rebroadcasting over the air signal. And therefore, had to play, had to pay the broadcast fees to the, the TV networks. And that basically is going to be, from what everybody has said, including Aereo themselves, the death of the Aereo business model. So I'm not really sure what contacting your elected officials is going to have impact wise on this since it was a Supreme Court ruling. It's not like they, they can do anything about it. So unless they change the law, that's kind of the way it's going to be. So, again, not really sure what they're looking for, but that did make a lot of the, the new sites that Aereo is still trying to lobby for some kind of support. They're not throwing in the right flag just yet. They're still fighting. We'll just have to see what they actually managed to fight for. In response, somewhat, to Google's announcement a while back about allowing implementation of a Secure email transport, encrypting the message of the email as it was. Microsoft has followed up saying that they've flipped the switch on their webmail encryption as well. So if you're a user of the Outlook.com, Hotmail.com, Live.com, and MSN, MSN.com email services, which I think they've all pretty much been rolled into Outlook.com as a portal, you now have TLS, that's Transport Layer Security, implemented as long as the other end of the conversation supports it. So any email originating from and being sent to a Microsoft account, so it is only Microsoft services, services will be encrypted using TLS. So as long as the person you're sending to is on a Microsoft server, then you're good to go. Maybe one day they'll figure out how to play nice together, and you can send Microsoft to Google, and Google to Microsoft, and everybody, and actually be able to count on the message being encrypted. But, not today, but good news for Microsoft people, sending to Microsoft people, I guess. A little bit of extra Apple news, Apple launched their 2014 back to school promotion, and this is where Apple kind of puts out some kind of incentive for students to purchase Apple products in addition to their actual education discounts, this is kind of a, a limited time offer right as people start buying their computers and stuff to go back to school. And in the case of this year, what they've announced is that if you purchase a new Mac that goes for the iMacs, MacBook Airs, MacBook Pros, then you get a $100 Apple Store gift card that allows you to purchase anything else in the Apple Store. And if you're for $100 or less, and then allows you to purchase up to $100 worth of merchandise. And if you purchase an iPad or iPhone, then you get a $50 gift card. So if you're in the market for a new phone or new iPad or even a new computer and you're qualified for the higher education pricing, this just gives you even more incentive. I mean, this, this basically knocks down your um, purchase by $100, assuming there's $100 worth of accessories you want. But it does allow you to pick up a case or a, you know, mouse or wireless keyboard, whatever you need to go with your purchase to build on it. So that was kind of neat, something that they offer, and uh, like I said, it just gives more incentive to purchase now uh, during this period. And it runs from today, July 1st, through I believe the end of August. So you kind of get a two month period to actually take advantage of the offer. Facebook has been secretly experimenting on users. This was a weird story. Now, your non-technology user may not even care, may not be anything big. I'm going to start asking around to my non-technological friends who aren't kind of in the technology industry and see if they've even heard of it or aware of it and what their opinion is on it once they do know about it. But what's happened is for a week period in January of 2012, Facebook worked with some data scientists to modify what they're saying is about 700,000 Facebook users' news streams. And they added content with a negative bend. So advertisements, other stories that were particularly negative, because what you actually, for anybody who doesn't realize this, your Facebook news stream, if you don't change it to most recent or anything like that, the actual news stream is not every story that would show up in your feed. It's just a selection based on some kind of magic algorithm that Facebook has of what they think you want to see. And so, in addition to the advertising, they actually modified the algorithm for these users to show a larger amount of negative stories and hide any positive stories to a degree. And what they were trying to tell is how that negative bend affected what that user would post. So if they showed you a lot of negative posts in your news stream, would your post become more negative? And it turns out that, yes, it does make your negative post, your usage of negative words increased if what you're seeing is more negative. But the problem is that there, this was not something that users opted into. Basically, as they've done in the past, Facebook said, well, you're signed up for our service, so you've already opted into whatever we want to do, in this case, a social experiment. So, I don't necessarily oppose the experiment. I think it's kind of interesting. I am opposed to the implementation that. Facebook made the assumption that just because you're using their service that you're okay with them running the experiment on you. If there had been a pop-up that said, hey, we want to do some testing on your feed to determine your interactions, are you okay with it, yes or no? You know, they probably would have gotten a good sample size. But it just kind of destroys people's faith in Facebook even further to find out not only are they, you know, having to worry about their data security and all the other things that Facebook's kind of gotten in trouble for. But now they have to worry about whether they're being, having social experiments run on without their knowledge. So that's kind of rough way to treat your customers, in my opinion. And the final news story I wanted to mention today is a follow-up to Apple having announced at their WWDC their new Photos app for the Mac. And what this is going to do is, it's going to basically be the replacement for the iPhoto product, which has been part of iLife for years and years. And it was Apple's consumer home user photo management app. It's not their professional tool. It's a you know just for your everyday user to be able to manage their photos. They actually charge for the iPhoto app, and it's been part of the paid iLife package. Usually comes free with new Macs, but if you want newer, newer version updates and the newer versions as they came out, and you didn't buy a new Mac, you had to pay for upgrade, so you end up with a lot of users with different versions. And what they said there was is that they're going to do away with that, and in the fall they're going to come out with a desktop photos app, which is similar to the photos app that's on your iPhone and iP- iPad, and it's going to be free, as the guess, because the one on the phone is free. So everybody's kind of been okay with that. They showed off some of the features and it's going to have even more features than iPhoto and supposedly do a lot better job of searching and sorting your photos and just uh, innovation. But Apple also has a product called Aperture which is their professional level photo app. So professional photographers would use Aperture and it allowed a higher level of modification, more, more advanced tools as well as better cataloging and photo sets uh, you know, for organizing your photos and keeping them in a professional workflow. This is in competition with, among other products, Adobe's Lightroom product. Well, there's been a lot of concern because Apple hasn't been really paying a lot of attention to the Aperture product. It's, updates have been few and far between. It hasn't really been introducing new features and a lot of professional photographers have been lamenting that. Some have been changing over to Lightroom already, and others have been kind of wondering what's Apple's next step? Are they going to come out with a new version of Aperture? Well, Apple confirmed that they're not going to be updating Aperture, that they are sunsetting Aperture and rolling it into this same free Photos app. So Photos is going to be for at least everyone's guess is is that Photos is going to be for the consumer iPhoto users as well as the Aperture users. And this has a lot of the professionals concerned, I mean, because they're used to this professional level app and now they're being told that they may have to use the same one that consumers are using. Now, that doesn't mean that Apple's not going to come out with a totally different product for professionals, but as of right now, one hasn't been announced and it has been confirmed that they're shutting down or discontinuing Aperture. So that kind of leaves the current Aperture users unsure of where to go. So I personally think that this is going to kind of lead to a migration over to Lightroom unless Apple gets on the ball really quick if they do have a product and announce um, an update. Adobe's already taking advantage of this and, coming, uh, you know, been making advertisements inviting current Aperture users to come over and use their software. And they've also announced that they are going to make permanent the pricing structure that they were using for Lightroom and Photoshop as a photography bundle, which they were originally running as a a temporary uh, limited time only offer for $10 a month if you signed up. Adobe came out earlier in the month and said that they're going to make that price structure permanent. So for $10 a month, you get a full version of Adobe Lightroom, a full version of Adobe Photoshop, and that's what allows you to use the mobile versions of Lightroom on your iPad and iPhone to be able to interact with your photos through the Adobe mobile cloud. And that includes all updates as long as you have your subscription, new versions, everything. You don't have to worry about paying to buy the new product. You just automatically get the updates because you're subscribing to the service. You're not actually buying the product up front. Now, of course, if you ever stop paying, you lose access to the product. So there's always the issue with that, but really if you think about it, $120 a year, I, there may even be a discount if you pay for a year in, up front, but I know that the monthly fee is $10, dollars 9.99. 99 you get access to both products. And there are a lot of tools in Photoshop, not to mention the Lightroom, to organize and work your photos, but you can import your your pull your photos into Photoshop and A lot of people are scared of Photoshop because it used to be this, and it still is, this really powerful tool, you can draw in it, you can edit your photos in it, you can do a whole lot of things in Photoshop. But Adobe's done a really good job of building simple one-click operations for your non-professional user to be able to make changes and all kind of adjustments to photos, crop things out, you know, color in the background behind it, so you never could tell it was there. All kind of quick, and cool features that you can do in Photoshop, as well as the editing and, and organization capabilities that you have in Lightroom for only ten dollars a month. So, Apple kind of needs to make clear: Are they going to allow the users to move over? Do they really think that their features that these professionals need are going to be offered in this Photos app that they have to? wait and see for, or will they be a totally new product for the professional level user from Apple coming out in the future to replace Aperture. So that's kind of the state of the Apple photography ecosystem at the moment. It's just all up in the air, and I expect Adobe is capitalizing quite a bit on that questionable state. That's something to kind of keep an eye on for the future, and if you are a photographer who's been using Aperture, I'd be interested to know what your thoughts are as far as moving to Lightroom, moving to photos, or holding out for a new product and just sticking with Aperture for now. So that wraps up the news stories for today. I'm Jason Johnson with the Katie's Tech Podcast, and I'll be back next time with more tech news.